I'm Andrew Schweitzer, and you're listening to the Boxing for Free podcast. Well, what a fight last night. What a broadcast indeed, and what a finish. Uh, we're going to get to all that. You know, I, I, unfortunately, I can't really talk a lot about the broadcast itself because I didn't see a lot of it. Now, this is the unusual thing. I call my usual sports bar, called them twice actually, because I meant to do, uh, I meant to ask, when is the broadcast going to start? But both times I called and I said, you know, you're showing the fight, got that confirmed, and as soon as I hung up, I hung up, I thought, well, oh gee, I forgot to ask what time it's going to start. But you know what? It's probably going to start a certain amount of time, you know, like it's little bit after five by the time i get there the 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 preliminary bouts are going to start and everything will be good and i got there at the bar probably around 6 30 something around that time and i noticed oh there's there's no boxing on any of the tvs there's uh there's ufc there's hockey night in canada there's college basketball but where is the boxing i mean they're advertising they got pictures on uh, some of the tvs advertising kovalev versus canelo come watch it with us and i'm like okay i'm here w- when are we going to watch it and so the place is crowded a lot of the crowd was there for the ufc but uh, I-, I asked one of the bartenders and i just asked her so when is the boxing going to come on and she said oh that's coming on after UFC's all done. Then we're going to go straight to uh, the boxing. And they had some sort of stupid hockey contest going on. I, I wasn't really paying attention. All I know is that Calgary won. But um, <coughs> they, they kept saying, oh, you know, don't worry. We got live va- boxing after the UFC. So I had to follow along on Twitter as best I could. And, and for some reason, my phone was not picking up the bar's Wi-Fi. So I'm having to bogart the pub next door. I'm having to steal their Wi-Fi signal just to find out what's going on because I thought, okay, you know, there, there's a woman's bout on the undercard that I want to see. There is the pro debut of Evander Holyfield's son, Evan Holyfield, that I'd be interested to see. Unfortunately, all I can do is follow along on Twitter. And sometimes the reports are coming in so fast and I'm reading them so fast that I am misreading them. I originally uh, heard, or rather saw that Holyfield had been knocked out in the first round, only to find out, no, that's not what happened. He knocked out his opponent in the first round. And if you didn't see the fight either, let's just play the audio of that fight. I mean, it's not like we're going to be missing much since we can't see it. Evan Holyfield, the middle child of the 11 Holyfield children, his older brother, Elijah Holyfield, the running back for the Carolina Panthers. So another Holyfield becoming a professional athlete right here, right now, and he goes right after Nick Winstead. He's going to try and blow him right out of the water, Sergio, and he caught him. And Nick Winstead is down. That didn't take long, and they wave it off. They stop it. It's over. you got to give him a chance, don't you? I don't know if they have to give him a chance because the referee certainly didn't. Oh, poor Nick Winstead. Instead, he's Nick Winless. Uh, his record goes down to 0-2. Both losses coming by TKO. Uh, you know, I, I kind of thought, what, what's the referee doing? Guy fell down, he immediately, or not doesn't fall down, but he gets knocked down, and the referee just waves it off like that? Come on. 
you know, I agree. Give give a guy a chance. This was uh, this was way too premature a stoppage. Um, I I just didn't get it. And uh, a few minute, moments later, they got uh, more uh, more experienced referee Steve Smoger on the uh, commentary, and they got his opinion about this stoppage. And you know. It, Look, you don't really need Steve Smoger to tell you that this stoppage was premature, but let's hear it anyway. How you doing, Steve? Can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. What did you think of the stoppage? Very premature. You give the opportunity to, to, to complete the fight or at least make an effort. Robert Hoyle is the junior referee. It's his first year of refereeing, and he showed his uh, his newness. He, I don't know what, what caused him to stop it, uh, but he totally... Uh, took the young man out of the fight. Let me ask you this. If the roles were reversed and Nick Winstead dropped Evan Holyfield like that, do you think he would have stopped him? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But uh, he's totally inexperienced and he showed, as we would say, a little bit, a little bit green. We appreciate your honesty. Steve will be with us all night here at the MGM Grand Garden Arena. That stoppage was just ridiculous. I'm sorry. Give Nick Winstead more of a fighting chance. And let's give Holyfield a chance to show what he can really do. I mean, knocking a guy down once, that, that doesn't really demonstrate a whole lot. It's like, okay, he's got he's got the power. But, um, you know, it, it doesn't really give us a chance to see what he's capable of as a fighter. But then again, this is his pro debut. I'm sure he'll have a lot more opportunities to, to uh, show off his skill set and whatnot. But... Now, that was the only fight that I've been able to see from the undercard, unfortunately. I haven't been able to find uh, a lot of the others. I've had some other stuff to uh, take care of before I record the, pod the podcast. And th this was a dumb thing, okay? I don't know who agreed to this, you know, this whole dozen broadcast. I don't know who is really responsible whether it's Oscar De La Hoya, whether it's somebody else, but whose dumb idea was it to say, we're going to wait for the UFC to finish their broadcast, and then we're going to air the main event? That was just stupid! It was way past 11 o'clock when the fighters finally started to make their way to the ring, Kovalev and Canelo. And I just thought, you know... Because sometimes my parents, they live in Ontario, sometimes they like to watch the big fights along with me, give me their thoughts. It would have been 1 o'clock! These are old people, they can't stay up that late anymore, okay? I, I just don't know what they were thinking. And Dana White! Dana White, who I am not a big fan of, in all honesty, you know, he was kind of hitting the nail on the head when he was asked, asked about this a few days ago. Don't mention that they're holding off the Canelo fight until after the main event's done. Do you think they're doing that basically to protect, you know, the, their product, I guess, this weekend? I don't know if it's to protect their product, but obviously they want to, they want people watching their fight. So, I warned Dummy. <laughs> were, you, were you amused by what's happening with Canelo? I'm, not, and, I'm and never Oscar amused. Right Listen, I like Canelo and I respect Canelo. I like him, I respect him, you know, and then the guys who invested in this thing, you know, they're running a business and everything else. I told that moron not to go the same night, and, and, you know, he didn't do it for the good of everybody. That's not, that's not how they operate, and that's not how he operates. You saw, you saw what a snake he is. 
when the Mayweather Connor fight. That's what this is all about with me and him. You know what I mean? Th th this is the guy that I used to respect. I used to promote his fights on my on my social media pages and 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 even UFCs um, and stuff like that. Then we do this big fight with with McGregor and, and Mayweather, and he starts telling boxing fans not to watch it. He's a snake. He's a bad guy, and he's an idiot. Um, and 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 if people can't see now. How many times I've proven this guy wrong and how many times I've proven this guy to be a liar and a snake? Um, you know, whether it's the Chuck Tito fight, he tells people not to watch the boxing match with Mayweather and McGregor, but then he wants to fight McGregor. Anyway, yeah, no, the, 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 yeah, whatever. The amusing thing I, I was talking about is Canelo. But no, I don't want to see anybody get hurt. I don't want to see no, Canelo, Canelo get hurt. Ripping him, ripping De La Hoya while De La Hoya is sitting next to him on our stage. Like, it seems like... Delahoya kind of has one job, which is to represent Canelo, and Canelo's angry with him. Yeah. Oscar's a mess, man. That guy's a mess in every way that you can be a mess. And the Dawson broadcast was a mess. Okay? It really was. Almost two hours in between the final bout on the undercard to the main event. And the thing is, they could have saved so much time. They could have gotten so much stuff out of the way. But, no, as soon as the uh, UFC card was done, and I was watching that, um, all I can say about that is uh, I knew that uh, freaking Nate Diaz or whoever it was, one of the Diaz brothers, the, the stupid-looking one, the stupid-looking and the stupid-sounding one, you know, he lost, okay? That, that, that's not surprising. He kind of looks like he's got enough brain damage as it is. He doesn't need it anymore. But as soon as that was done... Then they cut, go over to the Dawson fight, and it's like, okay, now we have to do uh, the, the national anthems, both for Russia, Mexico, and the United States. Then we have to do the ring walks, the tail of the tapes. It's like, Jesus Christ almighty, get on with it. You should have been doing the national anthems and all that as soon as you saw that the UFC main event was done. As soon as the uh, third round TKO, Dr. Stoppage, whatever, as soon as that happened, you can be like, all right, start singing, start singing fast. We got to get our guys ready. Because they were showing Canelo and Kovalev in their dressing rooms. They are sitting on the couch looking bored. Kovalev looked like he was about to fall asleep. Dude looked like he needed a nap. All right? It, it, it was absolutely pathetic. Lennox Lewis, I got a lot of attention on Twitter at, at one point because Lennox Lewis asked, you know, so who's everybody picking tonight for the main event? And I said, a better question, Lennox, is who's still going to be awake by the time it starts? And he thought that was pretty funny. And everybody else did too because I'm getting like after like after like on Twitter. It's just like, come on, man. I mean, so, you know, uh, at, at you know it was probably a billion o'clock in Vegas. Oh, I'm so sorry. I I forgot about something very very important, and th th this was kind of crazy. Now this was according to uh, Dan Rayfield of ESPN, but uh, this is what he wrote: "Quote with Dazen unwilling to start Canelo Kovalev until the conclusion of UFC 244, MGM executives asked ESPN." 
if it could show the main event on the big screens inside the MGM Grand Garden Arena. ESPN said yes, and now the main event coverage of UFC 244 is on the big screens for the crowd here. Unquote. Holy crap! The, things were getting so bad, okay? The crowd is probably getting so restless, so bored, that, they re- that the MGM people probably realized, oh god, we are going to have a disaster on our hands. We, we gotta find some way to entertain these people. Let's, you know, let's put on UFC so that way they've got something entertaining to watch. You know, if you listen to the, uh, to, to the last podcast, you know, breaking news by the way, all those uh, phone messages from Oscar De La Hoya, that was me. Don't know, don't know if any of you knew that, that was me. I, I was doing an impression. But, um, I said in the last one, as Oscar, that, you know, I, I was saying that Oscar doesn't know who he hates more. Me, Floyd Mayweather, or boxing fans. I'm really questioning whether he hates boxing fans, okay? Like, why would you do this, Oscar? Don't go on about how Canelo is the superstar of superstars in boxing, and yet you're worried about, you know, the UFC taking away uh, some of the numbers, from his uh, from his fight with Kovalev, that's just that's just ridiculous. And now here's a story from BoxingScene.com, going more into uh, Dana White and how he hates Oscar De La Hoya. And so the, the more I read about this, it's kind of like you know what? Maybe maybe I was mistaken about Dana White. I'm starting to like him a bit more now. But this is from BoxingScene.com. Quote. Uh, During the UFC's 244 co-feature, White received an unexpected call. MGM executives reached out to obtain permission to showcase UFC 254's main event to the live crowd at the Grand Garden Arena in Las Vegas. White jumped on the opportunity to promote his product to the live MGM audience. Quote, So we were sitting there and MGM called and said that, You guys are halfway through your co-main event right now. People are losing their minds here or whatever. Can we show the Diaz fight at the MGM? White explained. And I was just like, holy shit, this is crazy. This is getting crazier by the minute. I woke up and dreamed all this, that it could happen. It was nuts. And of course we said yes. And they did, and wow, unquote. White explained that he warned Golden Boy Promotion CEO Oscar De La Hoya to stage Canelo Kovalev on a different date. Quote, They're not showing my main event at their cards because somebody won and lost. It's a much bigger picture than that. You guys know how I am. I effing hate Oscar De La Hoya. He's a scumbag, a snake. I told him not to go on this night. He did what he wanted to do and here we are. I respect Canelo and all the other fighters and guys who participate in the sport of boxing, and we got it worked out yesterday to where fans could see the other fights. He didn't do any of that. You think that idiot did that? He did none of that. It was much smarter people that surrounded him that started to do stuff. It wasn't that moron. He's an asshole. How much more can I prove myself that this guy is an asshole and a complete F-up? Right up to this fight, everything he's done. I used to help this guy promote his fights, go on social media, say I'm watching. Then we did Conor McGregor versus Floyd Mayweather. He tells people not to watch. Who does that? He says it's, it's a disgrace to boxing. Then he wants to fight McGregor next. He's a snake, an all-around bad guy. 
He's just really effing weird, too, to top it off. Unquote. Oh! Love it! I love it! And I, I am so glad that, um, you know, it's very, very smart idea of Dana White to do this. Because he could have easily said, um, you know, oh, Oscar wants to go up against my show. Like he, he want, He's worried about how I'm going to steal uh, fans from, from him. No! No, no, no. He could have... Dana White could have easily said, nope, you don't have permission to show this fight. Screw you. But he did. He probably uh, kept people from rioting or something. I don't know how bad it was in uh, Vegas, but I can only imagine how dull and dreary it was. Uh, credit to him for putting that on. Oscar De La Hoya. Oh, my God. What is going through your mind, man? Oh. Get your head out of your panties. So, time finally comes. Oscar, or sorry, not Oscar. Canelo finally makes his way to the ring. Kovalev makes his way to the ring. We get the introductions, and the fight is underway. Now, I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. With I saw a lot of different scores for this fight. And th this is just how I, how I saw it, okay? Round one. I, I saw that clearly for Kovalev. He was establishing the jab, and he, he could probably have done that all night, but I, at the same time, I'm watching Canelo and thinking that he's waiting for Kovalev to tire, all right? But first round for Kovalev. Second round for Kovalev as well. I, I felt that he was more in control, and Canelo did a little bit better, but again, Kovalev's in more control. Uh, third round, again, that was for Kovalev. There was a look on Canelo's face at certain points where it, it was clear that he was not intimidated by him, but he was certainly wary of Kovalev's power. And I saw some people complaining that um, Kovalev's punches didn't have a lot of power on them, that they're just kind of like these pitter-patter punches. But at the same time, they're landing, they're scoring punches, okay? I, I was kind of, for some reason, remembering Chris Algieri versus Ruslan Provodnikov. And I was just thinking, you know... Algeria's punches weren't that hard. They were scoring punches, but uh, clearly Provodnikov's were the harder ones. So are we going to have a situation like that again? Um, fourth round was the first one that I gave to Canelo, even though it was a, uh, a close round. I gave that one to Canelo. Uh, fifth round. Fifth round, I gave that to Kovalev. Um, I, I said that Canelo was on some big left hooks. And um, th this is what the, the tweet for round five I wrote. He's landing these scoring shots. I'm talking about Kovalev. While Canelo is landing shots as well, he seems to be more frustrated in letting Sergey dictate the pace of the fight, plus Sergey's being more active. And if you saw the punch stat numbers, Sergey Kovalev, he wasn't being accurate, but he was just being active. He was like trying to just like prevent Canelo from doing anything. And then I'm seeing the scores from Chris Mannix, and I'm just thinking, what, what fight are you watching? Round six, that one was for Canelo. He was backing uh, he was backing Kovalev up, but at the same time I wrote, while his shots land, they never seem to look like they bother Sergey. While occasionally when Sergey lands his shots on Canelo, they look like they kind of bother him. Now, round seven gave that to Canelo, and it's starting to even up now. And uh, 
Kovalev came back in round eight. Uh, Canelo was backing up, countering, but it almost, he almost seemed like a bit on the back foot. Like maybe he was getting tired. Maybe he thought that uh, Kovalev was getting a second wind. And that's what I wrote for round nine. I wrote, he's got his second wind, and I think he's also got Canelo's respect. Uh, but Kovalev was also getting warned quite a bit for using his shoulder. So, uh, yeah. Now, I had the, after round 10, I had the fight scored 96-94 for Sergei Kovalev. And then, in the, uh, in the 11th round, this is what happened. With a fighter like Canelo, Sergio, I'm always waiting for fifth gear. I think I'm still waiting for fourth gear. Canelo, Canelo's right not even hand. having to move his head because Kovalev's not even committing to the... There it is. Kovalev's hurt. Kovalev's down. Kovalev's out. It's over. That fast. There's fifth gear. Canelo is the light heavyweight champion of the world. It was over just like that. I could not believe it. I was a bit surprised that as soon as Kovalev went down, the referee immediately waved it off. That was kind of like... Did you learn nothing from the Evan Holyfield fight? Maybe give the guy a chance. I mean, he is the champion. But at the same time, looking back at it, it's kind of like, no, Kovalev, Kovalev just looked so defeated. There was probably no way he could have continued. The thing that kind of surprised me, though, were the judges' scorecards. Two of them had it 96-94 for Canelo Alvarez. Another had it 95-95, a draw. Oh, even uh, Chris Mannix, I was looking at his score and I just thought, are you guys afraid to score against Canelo? What is going on? Do you not know what the word objective means? Like It's okay. You can say, you know what, Canelo lost this round. And I think Canelo had a feeling that he was losing the fight. Because he really stepped it up in the 11th round. That's what got him to uh, stop Kovalev. It was a great finish, okay? And I don't think that it was a fix or anything like that. I really don't. I don't... You, you can probably tell I'm not the biggest fan of Canelo Alvarez. But you know what? I'm going to give him credit. He knocked out Sergio... Or... I cannot get names right today. He knocked out Sergei Kovalev. He's now the WBO light heavyweight titleist. Um, I don't like these comparisons that they're doing to Henry Armstrong. I'm sorry, Canelo is not like Henry Armstrong, okay? Not even close. Maybe one of the top 10 Mexican fighters ever. Sure, you know, I'm willing to concede that. But, uh, you know, in the league or level of Henry Armstrong, forget it. Um... Unfortunately, by the time the fight ended, I kind of had to leave. All right, it, it, it was after midnight, and I was like, oh gosh, it's a bit of a walk back to the bus stop. And if I don't uh, catch my bus, I am going to be really screwed. I'm going to have to, you know, walk a long ways home, and I don't want to do that. So, you know, I couldn't really stay for any interviews or stuff like that. I, you know, I just really had to get home immediately. In the press conference, apparently uh, Kovalev said that he was tired after the sixth round. Uh, this is a story again from Boxing Scene. Quote, according to Kovalev, his stamina took a real hit because he returned to the ring too soon. 
The bout with Canelo guaranteed him a career-high financial package worth $12 million. Too good of an offer to turn down. But he explained that a tough training camp for the grueling fight with Anthony Yard and then heading right back into training for Canelo was too much for his body to handle at 36 years old. Quote, I was tired after round six because I had my last fight very close to this one, but it's okay. It's a new experience for me. Canelo is a really great champion. A little bit right now, I didn't recover from my last fight, but it's okay. Thanks for the fight, Canelo. I have big respect for him. He made history. Unquote. Um, credit to Kovalev. To, yeah, credit to Kovalev. He could have said that, you know, Alvarez didn't really beat him, that he beat himself. Could have made um, all these excuses, but um, he didn't. Personally, I think that Kovalev at this point probably going to retire. I think this was his 17th world title fight. Unbelievable. I remember when he really kind of burst onto the scene in 2013. And he really became the boogeyman of the division. It's a shame that we never got the showdown between him and Adonis Stevenson. That would have been a really good fight. But, you know, probably one of the great what-if fights of this decade. Just never going to happen. Um, as for... Canelo Alvarez, well, you know, I, I, I talked about uh, him probably moving down to the super middleweight division, have an all-Mexican uh, showdown with David Benavidez. I think that would be a great fight. But, you know, if he's serious about staying at 175 pounds, let's see him face off against the recognized 175 pounds, or rather the lineal. 175-pound champion Artur Biterbiev. Biterbiev undefeated, knocking out everybody in front of him. A great fight that could be made, but we're going to have to see. It's going to be very interesting, especially with um, De La Hoya and Canelo, their relationship. Because uh, I, I've been hearing stuff how Canelo is frustrated that De La Hoya was constantly talking about a third fight with Gennady Golovkin. Canelo doesn't want that, okay? Here's how I see it. If Canelo believes that he won both fights against Canelo or against Golovkin, if if Canelo believes that, he's probably very insulted that De La Hoya is constantly bringing up Golovkin again because he's thinking in his mind, "I already beat this guy. I beat him twice. Why do I have to do it again? What's the point?" But, maybe how I see it, Canelo doesn't think that he really did beat Golovkin. He probably thinks he was lucky to get a draw the first time. And the second time, again, that, that was a fight that I thought he lost. And I feel many others think he lost that fight. But, it, it makes sense why he does not want any part of Gennady Golovkin again. Alright, he, he wants to move on, but he, he's probably going to be haunted by that. For as long as Golovkin keeps fighting. Until somebody else beats him. Anyway. But um, either way. All in all not a bad night. Or rather not a bad fight. But the broadcast. Let, let, let's hope that uh, Dawson. Oscar De La Hoya. Golden Boy. Whoever. Never ever do something that stupid again. There are plenty of other ways. For you to show how stupid you are. Or that you hate boxing fans. Don't do it this way.
Okay, just don't. Anyway, that's all we have for you this week. We hope you enjoyed the latest edition of the Boxing for Free podcast. You can find us online at www.boxingforfree.com. That's boxing, the number four, free.com. Twitter.com slash boxing for free. Be like Arislandi Lara, Robert Guerrero, Berman Stavern, Miller Adzizic, Adonis Stevenson, Glenn Johnson. Wow, that's a lot of famous boxers and hundreds of others. And follow us on Twitter. Go to youtube.com slash boxing for free and like us on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash boxing for free page. You can subscribe on iTunes, Podbean, and several other podcast directories. If you use iTunes, give us a review and let everyone know that the Boxing for Free podcast is your source for boxing news and commentary. I'm Andrew Schweitzer. Thank you for listening, and we hope you tune in next time. Oscar's a mess, man. That guy's a mess in every way that you can be a mess.